and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week, well, even a magical year, because we've made it to that point. It's the end of the year. New Year's is just a few days away. 2023. Wow. Man, this year went by fast. I don't know about for you guys, uh, but this year, it was like it was on fast forward for me. It was crazy. I don't know if you guys can relate, but what a crazy year. Um, you know, for me, like, I feel like the year went by fast for like a few reasons. Uh, I mean, one of the main reasons is I'm just with work. I work long hours. I start at 6 a.m. So I'm up at 445 every morning. I fall asleep, you know, a little earlier. So my days go by pretty quick. But then I kind of factor in like it was just a big year for me and my wife you know, we, we adopted a dog, we rescued a dog, um, then we bought a house, then we had a destination wedding in Siesta Key, then we fostered a, uh, a puppy that we ended up adopting, um, and now here we are, you know, a few days away from 2023, so it was a crazy year, it went by so quick for me, like, just going back to the wedding, like, can't believe I've been married for four months already, almost five months. Like that blows my mind because that feels like yesterday, but that's kind of going to be what uh, this episode is all about. The year in review, a lot of, you know, a lot of podcasts, apps, news sites, everything you see and read on social media is going to be kind of be like that year in review. You know, I see like on Spotify, on Snapchat, on Instagram, you can kind of always look back and be, you know, kind of surprised like, oh, this was my top played song of the year. This was you know, my most viewed or liked picture of the year. This is my Snapchats for the year. So everyone's kind of doing that. So I figured, why not me? Before we get into everything, got to plug all the socials. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, Disney World Today. Making a push for 10,000 followers. I'm at almost 9,100 on TikTok now. So that's, uh, we're getting there. Instagram, you can follow me on there. My DMs on Instagram are always open. Uh, if you have ideas or suggestions for the show, questions, comments, if you just want to say what's up, if you want to stop by and tell me you like the show, you hate the show, if you have you know, suggestions for like topic ideas or top fives, anything like that, shoot me a message on there. Or if you just find something cool, if you see like a cool Disney post or Disney video, something about sports, life, doesn't matter, hit me up there. You guys know I love talking to you. TikTok, you know, like I said, trying to make a push for 10,000 followers. That would be cool if I got there. YouTube, trying to post more, but I don't post too often, but you can follow me on there. Wherever you're listening, if you can hit that subscribe button, leave a rating and a review. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Last week's episode, we talked about the Osborne Family Spectacle of Lights, the former Christmas light show that was at Disney's Hollywood Studios in their backlot area. It was a bit controversial because uh, after I posted the episode, I posted a TikTok and reel on TikTok and, and Instagram um, pretty much just showing, you know, what the light show was. And I put, you know, in the caption, I still can't believe that they closed this for Star Wars. And I got some heat. I got some hate for it. Um, you guys know me. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan, but most of it, mostly I, I you know, I put that kind of in jest. Like I understand Star Wars. I don't hate Star Wars. You know, I like the Mandalorian. I've seen most of the movies. It's just, I, th I felt like the Osborne family lights were so unique to Disney, were so magical. It made Christmas time at Disney different. It made it special. You know, and they, 
it wasn't just about the light. You know, I'm still bitter about Hollywood Studios, how it's changed because of Star Wars. I liked the backlot area. I liked the backlot tour, um, the stunt show, the, the Streets of America, the 3D, or the Honey, I Shrunk the, the Kids playground. Like, that entire area back there, I, I always loved, I have a lot of nostalgia for, and the fact that they tore it down for Star Wars just kind of, you know, left a bitter taste in my mouth. Um, so I kind of put that up there, and, you know, some people were agreeing with me, some people were disagreeing with me, but hey, that's, you know, all in good fun. If you didn't listen, the episode's still up there. You know, if you're uh, still in the mood for a little Christmas talk, pretty much just talk about the history of the lights. You know, I was started in a small town in Arkansas, a family house that turned into a giant Disney display. And it's something, you know, I don't think we'll ever see again. You know, it was a Christmas light display at a family's house that, you know, they had to kind of you know, shut down because they had so many lights and Disney heard about that and pretty much like bought, you know, the, the display off of them, used their name. And, uh, you know, it was in the Hollywood studios for, you know, almost 20 years. I, I, I just don't see that ever happening again. Like picture Disney being like, Hey, there's some small family in, you know, let's say, uh, Nebraska. We like your Halloween decoration display. We, we're going to buy it off you. We're going to put it in our park. We're going to use your name. We're going to name it after your family. That'll never happen ever again. So uh, it was pretty fun to kind of dive into that. And it's available everywhere if you haven't listened yet. But for this week's episode, kind of like I said, a year in re- review, we're going to be doing top five Disney moments of 2022. I didn't want to just do like top five news stories or anything like that. So I'm going to make it uh, my own here. My uh, my personal opinion here, top five Disney moments of 2022. So here we go. Let's get into it. Hey, the train, the, the Walt Disney World Railroad, it's back finally at Walt Disney World. I guess there's some uh, different audio I've heard, but we'll get into that later. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. It's pretty much how I mentioned in the intro. This time of year, every every single app, company, whatever is doing, you know, a year in review. Whether it's Snapchat, Instagram, Spotify, you know, you see articles and stuff on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever it is, you know, about years in review. And 2022 was a busy year. You know, not just for me personally, how I talked about it, but Disney as well. And I figured, hey, you know what? Let's not just do news stories. I want to do my top five Disney moments of 2022. I think it would be a lot of fun. You guys know I love doing my top five list. So, I came up with five moments. I got a few honorable mentions, and uh, let's dive into that. You know, I had to I had to do some research, some Googling. You know, I couldn't just pull these off the top of my head because, you know, I talked about how you know, this year went by so quick, but it's like last January, January 2022. It feels so long ago, you know? Like last spring feels so long ago to me. You know, I was looking up certain things that happened, and... 
at Disney when certain you know rides opened or different news stories broke and I'm looking at the date and I'm like what that happened this year <laughs> like you know some of the stuff that happened it's like oh that must have happened you know in 2020 or 2021 it's like no that was in April I'm like what how how did that happen so we're gonna get into all that but let's dive right in here to my top five list starting us off with my number five I went with fights at Disney World unfortunately Yes, this happened this year. There was like a stretch from like May through July where it seemed like every couple weeks I'd see on the news or on blogs or on Instagram that another fight broke out at Disney World, whether it was an actual fist fight, whether it was like, um, you know, guests getting into it with each other, guests getting into it with cast members. I don't know why this is starting to happen more and more, but literally yesterday uh, as I'm recording uh, there was a news story that Disney added um, kind of like a friendly reminder or warning kind of on their on their website about basically saying like be courteous to others and pretty much to kind of you know try and stop the fights and the outbreaks um, and that's at all the Disney parks Disneyland is having issues too but at Disney World like man I know the big one was I believe in July a huge brawl broke out in Fantasyland between like two separate families and it wasn't just like a small scuffle it was like a, an all-out brawl like eight to ten people involved and punches being thrown and people screaming and swearing in the middle of Fantasyland in the middle of the day and that wasn't the only instance there was a fight at the ticket and transportation center um, when, you know, families trying to get on a tram, there was instances with guests like being caught with guns at Disney Springs, at Hollywood Studios, like, and it sucks. And I did an entire episode on it. If you want to go back and listen, it, it's in the archives. I did an episode, I think I titled it, quote, what's going on with Disney right now? Because it just seemed like every other day there was a new story coming out, whether it was fights or People being caught with guns or sneaking stuff stuff in or drugs or Disney cast members getting arrested. Like I I hate that I had to bring that up again, but it was a big story of 2022. Like just because it hasn't happened recently, it's one of those things that it's happening more and more. And I remember the reason why I did an entire episode on it. It was when that big brawl broke out and I was at work and you know, people, some of my coworkers who aren't Disney people at all, when they hear about it and they know about it and they're talking about it at work about how a giant fight broke out at Disney World, like that makes Disney look so bad. And, you know, I no offense to people who, who like Six Flags. Like we have a Six Flags in Illinois. I've been there countless times. It was fun when I was a kid. I get it. But there's like a different level. You know, when, when I, the last time I went to Six Flags, I was so turned off because it was a lot of teenagers and young adults who were kind of acting wild and you know it was just a different crowd it's a different vibe and i don't want disney to get like that and i don't want disney to be perceived it as that you know like i don't want people who don't know anything about disney to see that on the news and be like oh wow like disney's really gone downhill or wow disney's really changed so hopefully that gets better, you know, just reading about the article yesterday about how they added a, that new section to their website, obviously it's still an issue, 
you know, even with like smaller fights breaking out, maybe that don't make the news or make the blogs, but it's definitely a big issue that can't go, you know, forgotten, you know, just, you know, six months ago, you know, there were still brawls happening at Fantasyland. So I had to put it in there. It was a big moment of 2022. My number five pick fights at Disney. For my number four pick, this is a fun one. I went with the announcement that in 2023, Happily Ever After would be returning to the Magic Kingdom. And this was a fun one. This was a big one for a couple reasons. One, obviously, we all loved Happily Ever After. It's, you know, a, a borderline flawless um, show, uh, fireworks show at the uh, Magic Kingdom. You know, with the projections on Cinderella's castle, the fireworks, the music. It's all just so perfect and so great uh, that when Disney announced they were getting rid of it, like, it was a huge blow because... You know, before it was Wishes, and Wishes was around for such a long time, over 10 years, and Happily Ever After was only like five years or so. It was so, you know, quick. It felt like it was gone too soon, and, you know, the show that replaced it was just kind of meh, you know? It was average. It was mediocre. It wasn't something people were talking about positively, um, in a positive manner at least. Um, and it was a show that was supposed to represent the 50th anniversary. It was the big celebration at Walt Disney World. And everyone was just kind of, you know, down about it. The, the thing with Happily Ever After is if they would have replaced it with something that was just as good, I don't think the outcry would have been what it was. But because it was replaced by a show that seemed kind of thrown together last minute... It didn't have that magical feel to it. People didn't have that emotional connection to it. And when you replace something like Happily Ever After, it, I mean, I guess it's like when they replaced Wishes. Like, Wishes, at least, was around for a long time. So when they announced they were getting rid of it, people were sad, yeah. But it was kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, it's been around a while. And then when they replaced it with Happily Ever After, and people were like, whoa, this is a great show. It kind of makes it... You know, it makes it okay. It's like, yeah, we we miss Wishes. Wishes was my favorite. It was a great show. But man, Happily Ever After is a good show. Like, that's how we thought. But when they replaced Happily Ever After and they made that announcement, like, people were down. And the other reason why I put it on this list is because when they announced that they were bringing it back, to me, it seemed like it was, like, the first time that Disney listened to its audience. It listened to the internet. It listened to us, you know, because it was like such a big outcry on social media to bring it back, that we miss it, that it seemed like it almost forced Disney's hand to be like, hey, you know what? This new show isn't working. We can keep it around just for the 50th. You know, maybe if it was popular, we would have kept it full time. But since it's not popular, people are voicing their opinions online, in person, in surveys, you know, in blogs, wherever, you know, maybe we should bring back Happily Ever After because I truly believe that it wasn't in the plans to do that because if that was their plan all along just to have a temporary show for the 50th, they would have said that. They would have said, hey, Happily Ever After, we're going to temporarily remove it for a special show just for the 50th. And guess what? When the 50th celebration's over, Happily Ever After is coming back. They didn't say that. They announced the new show that they were replacing Happily Ever After with. And when they realized, hey, this is not a popular show, it's not great, 
you know, people don't love it. It's getting ripped constantly online on Twitter and blogs. Yeah, maybe we should just cut our losses. We'll say it's just for the 50th and bring back Happily Ever After. Like, Disney listened. I truly believe that. They just couldn't ignore all the voices, all the outcry. And that's a big deal because I think that's the first time it's happened. And, you know, who knows if it'll be the last. We'll see with some of the stuff that's going on. Like, I, I love Happily Ever After. I kind of wish they'd listen to us on some more things like, I don't know, park prices and ticket prices and the paying for fast pass but we'll get to that um but for those two reasons you know the fact that it was um you know such a beloved show and the fact that you know disney kind of reacted to the backlash online i think it is well deserved on this list at number four happily ever after announcement coming back for 2023 for my number three pick we're gonna be staying at the magic kingdom this is kind of similar to my number four pick here. My number three pick is when they announced the closing of Splash Mountain. Now, this one, this one is more of a personal one, you know, because you guys know me. If you listen every week, if you follow me, you know how much I love Splash Mountain. Uh, for those of you who don't know or maybe a new listener, like Splash Mountain to me is probably the one attraction at Disney that I have like the most like family memories, like good times good memories with growing up up until i was about 11 years old i would go to disney every year it would be uh, my parents me my sister my aunt my two cousins and my grandma and my grandpa we would all go and splash mountain was the one ride that almost all of us would go on except grandma grandma would stay back and hold the bags but the rest of us the eight of us we would go on splash mountain we would get our own boat and we I think probably my favorite family pictures of all of us are the Splash Mountain ride photos from when I was like five through like eight years old. And it's just something, you know, we don't really have that many photos, the nine of us, you know, like especially like ride photos. Like the only ride that all of us rode together was Small World. Grandma would only ride Small World. But Splash Mountain was the next closest with eight of us and the ride photo, you know. So I have so many good memories on that. Grandpa loved Splash Mountain. He thought it was such a fun ride. The, the drop at the end, he loved that drop. And, you know, he passed away in January. And, you know, when you, you know, sometimes when you have like a, a, a visit, like a wake, uh, you have like picture board set up that, you know, just to display some of the pictures throughout his life. And we had a poster board that was all Disney pictures and we had like two or three Splash Mountain ride photos. So Splash Mountain to me has a special place in my heart for that reason. Um, you know, and pre-COVID, it came out that they were, you know, thinking about or planning on, um, you know, re-theming it to Princess and the Frog, which it's, I would just wish they would give Princess and the Frog their own attraction. That's how I am. Um, but they announced that pre-COVID, then all of a sudden everything gets shut down the world is shut down everything that's going on with covid and what i was hearing was that it wasn't a done deal like they they were planning on it and then covid changed everything you know for example they had a vacation club hotel planned for fort wilderness that got scrapped you know that that happens and what i was hearing uh at the time was that it wasn't for sure then covid happens then it's like well now we definitely don't know for sure if it's going to happen and, you know, the, the three 
kind of attractions I was hearing it about were Splash Mountain being rethemed, Rock and Roller Coaster being rethemed, and Fantasmic getting changed. Then COVID happens, and now, you know, I think just last month, they officially came out and announced that Splash Mountain's last operating date, I think, is, is in January. Like, it's it. That's it, guys. It's going away forever. Um, that's a big deal because, you know, Disney over the years has changed some rides, has gotten rid of some things. But I think Splash Mountain might be the biggest one. Like, I know there's a big following for um, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. I don't think it's on the scale of Splash Mountain. Like, everyone knows Splash Mountain. It's iconic. You know it. You know what it looks like. Casual fans know it. Um, you know, it's been around since the early 90s. And for it to be going away, it, it sucks. You know, it's tough. And I, you know, I am worried about the reaction to Princess and the Frog. When you replace something so beloved, you know, with a new attraction, I think there's going to be some hate there. And I think something like Princess and the Frog, I feel like, it, it should have gotten its own attraction. I wish they would just built a new attraction. Um, instead, they're going to retheme it. You know, it's, you know, in 10 years from now, am I going to be referring to it as Princess and the Frog Ride? Or am I going to refer it, you know, still as Splash Mountain? You know, it's it's tough because you get into habits and stuff. And it's, it's just going to be weird that eventually one day there's going to be like a generation of people who don't know who Splash Mountain is. And I know there's controversy with the movie... I never connected that to the ride. I'm the biggest Disney nerd that there is. I didn't know about that movie until like I was like in my 20s. Um, to me, Splash Mountain was Splash Mountain. It was a ride at Disney, nothing else. The zippity doodah, the song, that was all just from Splash Mountain. And I think there's a lot of us like that. So kind of a big deal. I get why they're doing it. It's just like I said, I have that personal nostalgia and the personal kind of I don't know just the my relationship with that ride is just it goes beyond just the ride it's the family memories it's the happiness it's you know my grandpa all that stuff so for me and my list I had to put Splash Mountain on here because it was one of those things where I kept hearing rumors that it was going to go away but never a done deal and I just kind of thought like nah they're not going to they're not going to change it, especially after COVID. No, I, I, I think they're, I think they're going to move on to something else. But it had to make my list. I think number three, I feel pretty good about putting it there. Let's move on now. We've made it to the top two. My number two pick is D23. Everything that was announced at D23, you know, this is something that happens every year. This isn't something new, but I just felt like D23 this year was packed with just a lot it, it, from movies to to Disney Plus series to Disney Park rumors it was a lot uh, I did an entire episode on the breakdown of D23 because I think I even broke it down to like Disney Parks Disney World Disneyland Marvel Star Wars Disney movies in general Disney Plus there was just so much going on I felt like this year more than other years uh, D23 was just filled with just new announcements. I think part of the reason for this this year was that, especially at the time you know, that D23 happened, um, which was in early September, I believe. You know, this is a time where 
Disney's getting a lot of scrutiny. A lot of stuff's going on. Like I said, there's there's fights going on in the parks. There's people get, getting caught with guns. There's cast members getting arrested for terrible things. You know, the stock prices are you know plummeting. Disney Plus viewership is down. Subscribers are down. I think they wanted to make a splash at D23, you know, convince the audience, convince the public, convince the shareholders that, hey, look what we have coming up. Things are on the up and up. Things are going to get better. Here's all these cool announcements and cool changes that are coming. You know, the the Disney Plus shows and series that were announced at D23 alone, like they announced Hocus Pocus 2, Disenchanted, uh, the Santa Clauses, a National Treasure show, uh, a new Peter Pan and Wendy movie, a Haunted Mansion movie. Like these, they were just dropping like bombs. Like, boom, Hocus Pocus 2, it's coming to Disney Plus October, you know, whatever, close to Halloween. Boom. Uh, sequel to Enchanted coming to Disney Plus. Haunted Mansion movie, Tower of Terror movie, I think they talked about. Uh, Peter Pan and Wendy, National Treasure, like all these huge announcements just based on Disney plus alone and you know Disney movies Marvel movies Star Wars they tried to make the biggest splash and that day I remember being at work and just constantly refreshing my Twitter and Instagram to see like what the next announcement was because it was just one after another like big time like hey this is a big movie like Hocus Pocus 2 you know, whether you liked it or not, I, you know, I didn't really care for it. When they, when they announced it, like the hype was real. Like people were pumped, like, oh my God, Hocus Pocus 2. Like we, we knew it was coming, but boom, Halloween, you know, you can watch Hocus Pocus 2. That was a big deal. Like for me, the Haunted Mansion movie, I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited about it so that I'm not disappointed, but I, cannot wait for this like they cannot mess this up because you're taking one of the most iconic and classic disney attractions you already messed it up once with the haunted mansion movie from like 2003 you need to succeed on this movie and they announced like the cast i believe winona Ryder, sigourney weaver danny devito they're bringing out the a-list celebrities for this movie and that's a big deal like that alone got me super excited you know, they also made announcements like Indiana Jones got me excited. They announced that they, you know, they made announcements for like Avatar and, and some of the other stuff that we're starting to see come out now. Um, they made some announcements for like Disneyland and their Avengers Campus. How I think they're getting like a, a Thanos attraction and like a Hulk meet and greet and um, really made me jealous because I'm I'm such a big Marvel fan. But the you know some of the big stuff at Disney World was that they teased. Uh, Dino Land USA going away and being changed and rethemed and adding a new land to the Magic Kingdom like behind Frontierland some sort of like villains type of land which huge news that they just kind of casually dropped and it's stuff like that that makes us you know excited makes us wanting more gets us you know just excited for change and optimism you know and then it actually happens and we're like oh you know that wasn't a great idea. You know, sometimes that happens as well. What they did, though, that was interesting is they didn't, like, announce it, um, like, with a structured plan and details and all that stuff. It was more like a teaser. Like, hey, we're going to be making some changes to Walt Disney World. For example, 
uh, you know, Dino Land USA could be rethemed to something, and we could be adding a new land to Magic Kingdom behind, you know, Frontierland there. They didn't announce anything, like, in stone. Um, so that just leaves you to kind of uh, use your imagination, and that's where rumors start. Like, I've heard Zootopia at Animal Kingdom. Um, you know, there was rumors of, like, adding, like, uh, I think... Encanto and maybe Coco or something to the Magic Kingdom as well. Um, in my opinion, I think it would be cool to add uh, Wakanda to Animal Kingdom. That's been my plan for a while now, and hopefully that would happen. That would be pretty cool um, if they do indeed, you know, tear down Dinoland USA, which kind of seems like it's just a matter of time. But D23 to them this year, you know, it, it, it's deserving of a spot on this list because there was just so much coming out of it. You know, like I said, refreshing Twitter or Instagram. And it was like, oh, this movie was announced. Oh, this actor's in the Haunted Mansion. Oh, Dinoland USA. Oh, you know, et cetera. It goes on. And um, that was smart by them because it kept them in the news. It kept them, you know, it kind of brought a little bit of optimism, a little bit of excitement you know, uh, for the most part, I would say. So D23, um, like I said, too, I have an entire episode dedicated to all of the announcements that were made. So if you do, if you're curious, uh, you don't want to go like scrounging around the internet, check it out. I think it's like September 16th around that time is when the episode um, was released. And I kind of break down every single announcement based on Marvel, Star Wars, uh, Disney Parks, movies, Disney Plus, etc. So that's my number two pick, D23. And we've made it this far now, my number one pick. This is the most obvious one, the biggest news of the year for anyone in the Disney community. And only happened about a month or two ago. My number one pick, Bob Chappick getting fired. Yes, if, if I didn't have this on my list, then I would just have to lose all credibility because this is the news that, like, broke the internet for a short time on a Sunday a few weeks back, kind of got fired out of nowhere. And uh, Bob Iger taking over again as Disney's CEO. Like One of the reasons why I know that this was a big story, not just from everything I saw on Twitter and Instagram, when this happened, I was getting texts from my friends who are casual Disney fans asking me like, hey, is this a big deal? Or, hey, what's going on? The Disney guy got fired. Like, that's how you know it's a big deal <laughs> when you have people texting you like, hey, is this true? Or, hey, I just heard. Um, this, this rocked the, the entire Disney structure from top to bottom. You know, it, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, you know, like I said, D23 was in September. And um, a month later, Chappick's fired after, you know, he, he was you know, making changes again. Price increases were coming. He announced, I believe that he was going to lay off a bunch of cast members. And uh, finally, the board just kind of pulled the plug on him. And, uh, you know, I think part of the reason why he did get fired is that I'm sure through like back channels and stuff, they spoke to Bob Iger and said, hey, if we make a move, if we make a change here, are you willing to come back and step in whether it be temporarily, whether it be indefinitely. And he obviously said, yeah, he would do it because he was kind of quoted as saying that he, you know, was kind of unhappy with the direction of the company as a whole. You know, Disney right now has a lot of issues with Disney Plus, with their reputation, 
you know, the parks, um, you know, they're pretty much under scrutiny all the time, whether it be for, you know, delays in building attractions and buildings or being short staffed or the cleanliness. So Disney's got a lot going on and this shook the entire Disney community. This was big news. You know, Bob Chappick on social media, on the internet was just, just, what do they call it? Like a human meat shield. You know, he's just constantly getting roasted all the time. He was the laughing stock of the Disney community online. He was always, you know, getting made fun of and jokes and memes about him. And now he's gone. And it had to be the number one story, the number one moment, because this one has a domino effect. You know, which way is Iger going to take the company? Is he going to step in and kind of undo a lot of the stuff that Chappick kind of instituted? Is he going to step in and just kind of, you know, keep things the same? And now, you know, as Disney fans, as the Disney community, we just kind of have to just wait and see what happens, unfortunately. You know, it's been a month now and Iger hasn't really made any huge changes that, you know, I can tell at least. Um, I don't know what his strategy is. I don't know. Maybe he's dealing with more behind the scenes stuff first or Disney plus things or movies, Marvel, whatever it is. Uh, I'm sure he's going to have a lot on his plate, but that easily was my number one moment. Like when I thought about this episode and the topic and decided to make it into a top five, like this was my number one and it was just about filling out the other four spots, but Bob Chappick getting fired. The biggest moment of the year for the Disney community, the biggest news story, the biggest, probably the biggest moment in the last few years, to be honest, because, you know, Disney's been kind of in a downward spiral a little bit. And when this news broke, it just kind of gave everyone just, uh, I don't know, just some hope, some optimism. So we'll wait and see. We'll see what Iger does. But that's my number one pick. And that's my top five now. Uh, I do have a few honorable mentions here. Uh, the first one, this one, a lot of people aren't going to really uh, agree with. But this is my personal list. Uh, one of my honorable mentions was, uh, this one was really recent. They announced that the Tampa Bay Rays are going to have their spring training at Disney World at the Wide World of Sports Complex. And like I said, this one's personal. I'm a huge baseball nerd. I love baseball. I love the Tampa Bay Rays. They're my second favorite team behind the Cubs, and I've always, always loved the Rays um, because when I was a kid, obviously we'd go to Disney every summer, and the Rays had a minor league team that used to play at Wide World of Sports, and we would go and watch them play. So I always had a, a spot in my heart for the Rays as well, and to see that they're going to be playing at Disney World, man, that really makes me wish I could get out there and see a game. Even though it's spring training, you know, especially a team like the Rays, they do have a lot of, you know, good young players always coming up, so you could see some of them. And it's just baseball at Disney, two of my favorite things. Um, and I, I'm I'm pretty upset that they lost the Atlanta Braves. There's you know there's no more spring training there, and they don't have a minor league team, so it'd be pretty cool to see the Rays play there this spring. Another one of my honorable mentions was Cosmic Rewind. Guardians of the Galaxy, the new coaster, opened at Epcot, I believe, in May. Um, this was a big deal for a few reasons. Like One, this is a new state-of-the-art, pretty awesome roller coaster. 
you know, that opened at Epcot. But two, like the main reason why I thought this was a big deal, it's, you know, kind of starting the trend of bringing some Marvel into Walt Disney World. Now, everything with Universal Studios and the rights to the Marvel characters will prevent Disney from, you know, building a Marvel land and, you know, having some of the characters like Captain America and Iron Man and stuff. But they are allowed to use certain Marvel characters. They're allowed to use some of the Avengers and Guardians of the Galaxy. Pretty, pretty popular franchise. And to see them get a ride at Epcot, you know, I was worried that it wouldn't fit there. And everything that I've heard, I haven't ridden it yet, but everything I've heard that is that it does fit there pretty well. You know, they're overhauling Epcot. Um, and Cosmic Rewind seems to be a pretty cool, thrilling roller coaster. You know, and, and Disney needs more rides like that. Those were really my uh, my two main honorable mentions. Didn't really have too many that I considered to make the list. Um, I had a few notes about how it seemed like there's a lot more flooding going on in the parks. Like this year, if I think back to like social media uh, and what I remember, it seems like there was a lot of like flash floods happening at like Magic Kingdom or Epcot. Like more than I've ever seen before. And I can just imagine and picture it now, like the videos of just the water in the parks and people trying to walk through the water. There was a video from Epcot this year, too, of like a funnel cloud in the sky. So I guess just weather at Disney uh, would be one of my honorable mentions for this uh, year as well. But that's really all I got from my list. I hope you enjoyed my top five, my honorable mentions. You guys know I love doing my top fives, and I hope you enjoyed listening. Before I end this episode, I want to talk a little bit, uh, if you guys have been following me and, and listen to the podcast, you know, I've mentioned uh, that one of my friends is a casual Disney fan. Um, well, him and his wife recently went on vacation. Uh, they're actually there in Florida now. And he uh, he sent me a text message saying that they were going to go to Disney Springs for a night. Um, this was a big deal because... Um, you know, a, a month ago or so, they were talking about going to Florida. He he mentioned to me, you know, that maybe they could do Disney. And he was asking me about hotels and the parks and the prices. And the problem with that is, like, it is so hard to plan a last-minute Disney vacation that I think he just kind of, um, you know, looked at it that way and realized it, was, it would be too tough to cram, you know, an entire Disney vacation into a short time. So, he sent me a text, uh, you know, a few, few days ago that he was going to Florida on vacation. You know, just going to hang out in the Orlando area. You know, I was telling him about Universal, Disney, Sea World, all that that's around there. And then he sent me a text like, "Hey, yeah, we're going to go to Disney Springs," and um, was kind of asking, you know, what should we, what should we do? What's good there? They actually got reservations for bowling and dinner at Splitsville, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, I even, uh, put a story on my Instagram asking you guys, you know, what, what would be your like must do's or must tries. And, uh, a, a lot of you guys actually did say Splitsville. I've never been to Splitsville at Disney Springs. We've just never really had the time for it. You know, especially like when I go with my family, we're not really going to Disney to do some bowling. It does look cool. The food looks good. I've heard it's pretty cool and the food's pretty good. Uh, so I was telling him about that. Obviously, I had to tell him about Gideon's, whether or not they would be able to to get that. I, I don't know. I don't know how they're still doing it, but I know when I went, 
like we had to get into a virtual queue, which for casual Disney fans who aren't staying on Disney property or, you know, have all that, it, it's, you know, might be a little too difficult to get into Gideon's, but hopefully they can do that. Um, Everglades Donuts is, you know, right there by Splitsville as well. And I, I was pretty much telling them, like, just enjoy it, like walk around, soak it all up, you know, do some shopping. It's not like, you know, they did Universal City Walk. Uh, and I was trying to tell them, like, it's it's a totally different vibe, you know, than City Walk. Like Disney Springs definitely feels like, um, in a certain way, uh, like an outlet mall. Like they have a lot of stores. You can just kind of shop. And it's not just Disney stores. You know, they have regular stores that, you know, regular people can enjoy too. So I was telling them, just, hey, do some shopping. They got a lot of places for dessert. You know, there's ice cream, there's sprinkles, cupcakes, you know, um, like I mentioned, Gideon's, Everglades, Donuts. So there's just so much to do, but I pretty much just told them just enjoy it. Walk around, soak it all in, and uh, I, I can't wait to get his feedback. Uh, I, I really do hope they enjoy it because, you know, he hasn't been to Disney since he was 18. His wife has never been to Disney until, you know, Disney Springs on this trip. And I really hope they both enjoy it so that one day they can say, hey, you know, that was fun let's do Disney more. Let's actually actually do like a Disney vacation. So I'm going to be hitting him up for his uh, his review and his thoughts and maybe I'll uh, get him back on the pod and uh, interview him on here. But that's all I got for this week's episode. Thank you guys for listening, not just today, but if you've been, you know, a, a loyal weekly listener, I do appreciate you guys. Or if you're a newer listener, um, you know, just just you guys listening and reaching out to me on Instagram and leaving ratings, reviews, all that stuff. I just want you guys to feel appreciated. You guys make me want to keep doing this. You know, it's the motivation I need to uh, keep making this podcast. Like I, I've always kind of said, this is a passion project for me. And, uh, you know, knowing that you guys listen and enjoy and interact, like it definitely makes me love doing it ev- even more. So thank you guys. Thanks for everything over the last year. And uh, here's to 2023, right? Let's uh, keep moving forward. And whether it's in our personal lives, with work, relationships, this podcast, you know, I want to get this podcast going. Like, let's, you know, grow it some more, get some more listeners, um, you know, and, you know, that's just, you know, it's a small personal goal of mine. But here's the 2023. Cheers to you guys. You guys are the best. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today. And uh, like I always say, my DMs are always open if you want to reach out and say what's up. So that's all I got. Have a happy new year. And always remember, it all started with a mouse.